Uh, I'm excited to preach right now. Been in a series called Move, and I'm still in that series. The first week we talked about moving physically because God is moving us physically. The second week I talked about moving spiritually. God moves us spiritually. If you're not born again, had a guy last night, three this morning. If you're not born again, I want to encourage you that today is the day of salvation. Listen to me. God moves us out of darkness into his wonderful light. He moves us out of the kingdom of this world and darkness into uh, uh, his kingdom, a kingdom of life, a kingdom of light. And he moves us spiritually. But he also moves us mentally. And I want to focus on moving us mentally today. Uh, let's pray. I, I just want to, I'm so excited about this message because so many Christians, they, they love Jesus, but they live a defeated life because of the mass between their ears. And I want to talk to you about the power of your thoughts and how God wants to move us mentally today. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you're here today. Just ask that you would move in this place and speak to every one of us. Father, I pray that you would change us. Father, transform us. Send your word now. Let there be a deep transformation that happens inside of our hearts and beings. Father, anoint this time. Anoint your word. Send your word. It brings healing. It brings salvation. God, have your way now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Did you know that one of the main reasons that Jesus came to earth was to change your mind? Amen. Really? I never... He came to earth to change your mind. Tell your neighbor right now, change your mind. Ask your other neighbor, are you willing to change? I, I don't know if I read scripture uh, uh, about Jesus changing my mind. Just listen to the scripture right here. You know what? I, sometimes I just feel something in my heart. I just feel like I have a word for you three right here. You know, they lost their, their mother last Sunday before they came to church. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit quickened to me that this is a new day for you guys. This is a, he makes all things new. And I just want to encourage you with all my heart to keep Jesus number one in your life. You know, it's very tough when we lose a parent or what have you. I mean, it's very, very tough. I want to encourage you that he sticks closer than a brother. And just to just just keep him. Just keep him as a center. And he wants to, I think, bring great healing. I think that you've had some struggles in your life, that you've lived on some really rocky roads. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. But he comes to just, as it were, make your path smooth, to fill in those chug holes. He, he wants to be there for all three of you. Amen? You receive that today. Yeah, he's for you. Amen? God bless them. God bless them in Jesus' name. Matthew 4.17, listen to this. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. When I say that word, repent, what's the first thing that come to your mind? Maybe you run to an altar and, oh God, forgive me. Maybe it's prayer, maybe it's crying, maybe it's, what is that, what is that word Reflect in your heart, repent. I want to let you know what that word means. The word in the Greek is metanoia. Will you say that with me? Metanoia. metanoia. That word means to change your mind. He says, change your mind. For the kingdom of 
Heaven is near. Change your mind. It, it, also, it also means to reconsider. Change your mind to reconsider. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus came preaching from the very get-go. He fasts 40 days in the desert. He comes out, and he comes out with this message. Change your mind. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hand. Reconsider. He came to change the, the religious sector. He didn't come to begin a, another religion. He came to change it all. That hey, it's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. Change your mind. That's what he came preaching. Metanoia. Yes, he came to heal. He came to save. He came to forgive us. He came to do all that. But he also came to change your mind. What are you thinking about? Do you ever think about what you're thinking about? If you're not intentional about thinking about what you're thinking about, I'm going to give you a few facts right now, two facts and two myths about your mind. Fact number one, the average brain thinks 50,000 thoughts a day. You think 50,000 thoughts a day, and 70% of them are negative. 50,000 thoughts a day. 70% are negative. Why is 70% of our thoughts negative? Do you think Adam and Eve had negative thoughts before they sinned? Absolutely not. The enemy comes in and bum rushes our thinking to mold us, to form us into this world. And now we walk around 50,000 thoughts a day and most of them are ungodly and wrong. Think about what you're thinking about. Fact number one. Fact number two. Your brain storage capacity is considered virtually unlimited. Your brain is not like a computer. It doesn't run out of RAM. You think that your Mac is cool? What lays between your ears blows the greatest Mac away. You think your iPhone or iPad or your new, whatever you got for Christmas is cool. Let me tell you, what you possess is so powerful right there. And it's unlimited. It's not going to run out of megabytes, Fahrenheit's, <laughs> kilobytes, giant bytes, whatever you want to come up with. It's not going to run out because that's why I know that you can change your thinking because it's unlimited in, it, in its capacity. Let me tell you two kind of cool myths that are kind of a myth buster. The popular myth of that you only use 10% of your brain is absolutely flat out wrong. You don't use 10%. Matter of fact, you use most of your brain even when you are sleeping. Myth number two. There's a left and the right side of your brain. Personality, left side, right side. There is no left, right side brain people. We are whole brain people. Myth number two. Uh, I started thinking about what animals could I use for my next kind of thought. And I just couldn't come up with, I just went through the animals, you know, and this is what I came up with. Are you feeding the lamb inside of you or are you feeding the wolf? With your thinking. Carnal, self, flesh, or the spirit man. Who are you feeding? And, and by the way, who's winning in your life? 
Who's winning when it comes to your thinking? I find that I preach on this quite often because I find that Christians are very much suffering in this area of their thinking, of their mind. You, you say, look, look, look. Your mind is the most powerful tool that you have. Say that with me, most powerful. Right there. Not your buys, not your hands, not your tries, not your legs, not your, your head. Your, your mind is the most powerful thing that you possess. And that's why the devil wants it. That's why there's a battlefield. There's a, there's a war going on for every thought. That's why the Bible says bring every thought into captivity. It's not to juggle it and play with it, but it's to bring it into thought, into captivity and cast it down. Listen, T.D. Jake says, hey, you don't need the devil to bind your hands. All he has to do is bind your mind. He wants to bind your head. He wants to, how does he do that? With some crazy, stupid little things. Anxiety, worries, fear, fretting psalms 37 fretting it only does harm anxiety panic on and on and on and he makes it seem so big listen i told a lady last night she was talking about her struggle and i said listen you you don't have one emotion that didn't begin right here Anything you feel, it doesn't just, it started right here. You don't feel anything that your brain didn't already begin. So, so it's important. What are you thinking? Proverbs 23, 7 says some very powerful scripture. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so it what's so how do you think in your heart? Well, I looked up Psalm 51 yesterday. I love Psalm 51. It's after David wrote this beautiful psalm after he fell into sin with Bathsheba. It begins something like, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgression. And what? It keeps on going. And then there's another song in there. It goes like this. Create in me. A clean heart, oh God. That word heart in the Hebrew is leb, L-E-B. And the, it's, it's a huge, broad definition for heart. But the very first definition in the Hebrew for heart is this, the mind. Create in me a clean mind, oh God. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about what you're thinking about? Your mind, listen to me real good, is not saved. Your spirit's saved. Born again of the spirit. But I want to let you know, your mind is not saved. Your mind, I, I believe, is being saved. It's going from glory to glory. Transformation. That's why your, your mind is a battleground that the devil is fighting for. You can be born again, love Jesus, come to church 52 days out of the year, every weekend, 
Put your praise on, which is good. Put your prayers on, which is good. Put your Sunday clothes on. All that is good. But then you can walk out of here absolutely defeated on Monday. Why? How? How does one struggle with depression and anxiety and fear and obsessions? And I want to let you know because it's in the thinking. It's in the mind. I want to read a scripture to you because... We now have a lifelong goal that we all are headed toward, and it comes out of Romans 12 too. I think one of the most powerful and profound, all the scriptures are powerful. But you got to understand, I'm a pastor and I work with people. I work with wonderful, great people that all of a sudden they are ambushed and they're struggling in an area. It could be addiction. It could be in marriage. It could be all this stuff. Where does it stem from? How can their life change? I want to let you know that it can change when your mind is changed. Do you have a mind that will change? Stand up with me. I'd like to read this together this morning. Would you do that? You ready? Romans 12, 2. I like to interrupt. Can I interrupt as we read this? You ready? Everybody, smile at me. Y'all with me this morning? Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. And do not stop. Do not. It's telling. Paul's talking to a church. Church of Rome. Do not. Do not what? Here we go. Keep on. Be conformed to this. The world is trying to form you. I'll get to that in a few minutes. But be transformed. Stop. That word is metaphor. There's few animals that metamorphose. Caterpillar. I don't want to look like a caterpillar. I want to be a monarch, baby. I don't want to be a maggot. I don't want to be a little tadpole. Right? Right? These are things that metamorphose. Well, they're not the only thing that metamorphose. You metamorphose. You metamorphose. What are we trying to look like? Are we trying to look like a frog, J.O.? No, you're trying to look like Jesus. That's your goal for the rest of your... If you arrive at that goal, come and wake me up in the middle of the night because I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but that is our goal to metamorphose, transform. Here we go. How? And it, the scriptures tell us. Here we go. By the renewing of the mind. That tells me my mind is not born again. It's in a process. It's being saved. It's, it's going. It's being moved. It's, God is moving me mentally. Go, go on to say, how many, let me ask you a question. How many of you would like to know God's will for your life? Some of you. Some of you, I don't know what you want. Let's try that again. That scared me. How many of you would like to know God's will for your life? Amen. How will you know what God wants you to do, your wife, your family, who to marry, what to do, what, here we go, right here, that you may prove what is the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God. How will you know the will of God for your life? As your mind is renewed. I think that's even a progress, a procession, or a, a progression. Look, uh, what is the good? That's good. That's good. That's pretty good. Good. Acceptable, that's acceptable, we accept that. Or the perfect. Man, I just got something inside of me. I want to walk on the skinny. 
I would like to know the perfect will of God for my life. Amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor right now, metamorphosis. You can be seated. I want to teach you something, then I'm going to have you do it with me. I'm transformed, man, just like a go-bot, but this ain't no cartoon, and I'm not a robot. I'm like a caterpillar who crawled into a cocoon, and before your eye came out a butterfly, I'm transformed. Will you, will, you, will you do that with me now? You ready? I'm transformed, man, just like a go-bot, but this ain't no cartoon, and I'm not a robot. I'm like a caterpillar who crawled into a cocoon, and before your eyes came out a butterfly, I'm transformed. Now you got it? You got it now? We'll, we'll slow it down. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, Joy. Help me out. Here we go. Slow it down. I'm transformed, man, just like a go-bot, but this ain't no cartoon, and I'm not a robot. I'm like a caterpillar who crawled into cocoon, and before your eyes came out a butterfly, I'm transformed. You got it? You got it now? Was that slow enough? Okay, let's speed it up. I'm transformed, man, just like a go-bot, but this ain't no cartoon, and I'm not a robot. I'm like a caterpillar who crawled into a cocoon, and before your eyes came out a butterfly, I'm transformed. Good? How many of you want to look like a caterpillar? don't want to stay a caterpillar. We want to be transformed. Not back to when you were a baby. Not back when to you were a teenager. But way back even before that, the Bible says that God knew you before you were in your mother's womb. What do we go back to? What is the greatest tool to transform you, to renew your mind? I want to let you know the number one tool to renew your mind is the Bible. Truth, perfect the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to separate even the spirit and soul of a man, the discerner of thoughts and the intents of the heart, the Word of God. That's what you want to renew your mind with in order to become more like the ultimate tool. Why? Because we want to be like Him. We want to know His will. We want to reach others. And we want to walk in life and life more abundantly. God, believe it or not, wants you to walk in a, as a blessed man or a blessed woman. And it, if you're going to walk in the fullness of what God has for you as an individual and as a family or as a couple, this has got to be renewed. This has got to change. You've got to change your mind. It's got to change. Because God wants you to walk in the fullness of that. God uses his spirit and the word to do that. The word alone, you'll dry up. Spirit alone, you'll blow up. Word and spirit, you grow up. Say that with me. Word alone, you dry up. Spirit alone, you blow up. Word and spirit, you grow up. You need both. You need the Spirit of the living God. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, he brings inspiration. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. And I said this a couple of weeks. Let me, let me qualify something. I said this the, about two, three weeks ago. I call him Holy Spirit because he's my friend. He's my hero. He's my best friend. Now, you don't have to do that. Jesus called him the Holy Spirit. That's okay. I just don't typically say the Redeem, 
the Aaron, the Topher, and the Jamie. I just like the intimacy of, it's not doctrine, don't get weird on me, it's just something that I like to do personally. Is that okay? Stay with us with me, the Holy Spirit. That's fine. But I want to let you know the Holy Spirit brings inspiration to the Word. Why? Because the Holy Spirit wrote the Word. Listen to these scriptures, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine, that means teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction unto righteousness. The Holy Spirit breathed into the Word because He also wrote the Word. Look at 2 Peter 1, 20 through 21. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for, look, 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 for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved on by the Holy Spirit. You see, when you open up the Word, just don't go, well, I'm just going to open up this Word right here and read this old history book right here, blow the dust off of it. No, you go, Holy Spirit, speak to me. It's alive. It's a breath. It's beating the Holy Spirit is able to look over your shoulder while you're reading because he's the person of God. He's able to lead you and reveal things to you and bring truth to you, truth that you've never seen. I don't care if you've read it a hundred times because it's alive. All of a sudden that truth will... Why? Because God wants you to be free. He wants you to be liberated. And the Holy Spirit will do this. God, speak to me through your word, by your Holy Spirit. And as you meditate and as you read the word, I tell you what's going to take place is that you'll be transformed. Why is that so important? Because the world is trying to mold you. The world is trying to form you all around you. Do not be conformed. Do not be formed by this world. How are we formed, J.O.? It's not like I go out there and say, form me. Let me tell you how you're formed. You ever heard of K through 12? There's nothing wrong with K through 12. There's probably some things wrong with it. I'm not saying that everything is evil. I'm just saying that think of all the teaching you constantly get. Teach and teach and teach. What do you think teaching is for? It's to renew your mind. It's to form you. It's to change you. K through 12, you are bombarded. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, listen, I use algebra every day as a pastor. I'm trying to make a joke, you guys. Come on. Go with me a little bit. I don't use algebra because I never got it. Think about college. I believe in college. Yeah, my, both of my kids went to college. Did wonderful. My son's Kuma Sumlata and all that. And that sounds like an African song, don't it? Kuma Did I say it right? I got it close. But everything's trying to form me. Think about your magazines. Think about TV. Think about your friends. Let me say this. I said to the young people, it's not just for young people, but it's for the young people, but it's for the old people, and it's for the middle age. Your friends is your future. 
Your friends will form you. They'll, they'll be a part. They'll be a tool in forming you. You, you want to know your future? Look at your friends. Blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, or seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he doth meditate day and night. See, you just don't want to hang out with anyone. We want to reach the world. But friends, am I choosy? Oh, yeah, because I know the impact they're going to have on my life. Everything is trying to form you. And like I said, everything is not evil. But there is evils. There is evils that's trying to form you. You ever heard of porn? That's not good. I'm sure that people who uh, became mass murderers, they didn't all of a sudden wake up one day and go, hey, I'm just going to kill a lot of people. They didn't. It began with thoughts. It may have started with porn or some type of other evil that constantly molded them and perverted them and twisted them and changed them and molded them and formed them. And then all of a sudden, wow, be not conformed to this world. It's not always the biggies like porn and lust and fornication, adultery. It's also things that, like, you shouldn't lie, shouldn't cheat, shouldn't cheat on your taxes, you shouldn't manipulate, shouldn't do those things. Amen, J.O., good preaching. Come on. Come on. It's, hey, listen. Some of you don't agree with that. Well, I got news for you. That's B-I-B-L-E right there, basic instruction before leaving earth. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. If, if you really want to be a rebel these days, you want, you want to be a real rebel? Read your Bible. Let wholesome talk come out of your mouth. <laughs> Live a life of righteousness. Live a life of purity. You want to be a real rebel? Love your wife and love your husband Go to church and pray in the Holy Ghost. And you want to be a rebel in this day? Hey, hey, hey. Not too many people are doing those things anymore. Be a rebel against the, the lies of the world. Amen. Be a real rebel. I mean, you'll be a real rebel if you do those things. Your mind is not saved. It's being saved. It's being renewed. It's being transformed. It's gonna, the world tries to bombard us from the outside in, but God, he wants to do a deep work inside of us at this thing called transformation, metamorphosis on the inside of us so that we can become more like Christ. I, I want to, not going to get through this whole sermon. That's pretty typical for me. But I do want to get to Jeremiah. There was a, a people group called the Mobites. And, and, and there's a beautiful story area of scripture and they had some problems they they were unwilling to change turn with me to jeremiah chapter 48 11 to 12 it's going to be on the sky bible i want you to see what happens what god can do but the importance of us being willing to change no matter how old we are and the change is right here jeremiah 48 11 Moab has been at ease from his youth. I'm just going to chill, man. Just going to gel him like a felon. <laughs> been at ease since his youth. Just chilling, just not willing, just 
Kesura, Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. The future is just at ease. Then he begins to use a beautiful scenario of wine being made. I'm going to read it, but the way wine was made back in the day was the wine bottles, a certain shape, beautiful shape. I think wine bottles are cool looking. They have a neck, and the neck is the tribulation. Why does a wine bottle have a neck? Because make a bottle of wine, it's full of leaks or drags. That's the leaves and the stems and the yuck. And then you pour it in, out of one bottle into another bottle. Slowly. And then you put it back down and you'll see the leaks and the drags separated due to the neck. But then this bottle is much sweeter looks clearer, becoming more pure. And then you leave it for a couple of days and you do it again. Bubble, 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 Can I use you Topher for a minute? So here we go. Started, here's a bottle of Topher. Bottle of Topher. All right. Right now it's bottom shelf. Down there with, can I use you? Can I use you? Right now, I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about Mad Dog 2020, you know? Thunderbird. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. You're too young. Some of you have been saved all your life. Praise God. You don't know what I'm thinking about, talking about. Bubble, 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 bubble. Oh, look back in that bottle. There's old Topher right there. Topher's looking better, clearer, smelling good. Bubble, 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 bubble. Just, oh. There's a little bit of boat tofer back there, and you do that three or four times, and then guess what you have? A sweet-smelling bottle of tofer. <laughs> Tastes good, smell good, top-shelf stuff. No longer Mad Dog, top-shelf wine. That's what this goes to. Let me read it, because I'm running out of time. I get caught off on tofer right here. Moab has been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his drags. It's like... I'm just going to stay the way I am. I'm going to sit on my dregs. I'm going to be yucky and smelly and bitter, and I'm just going to be who, that's just who I am. You don't have the right to say who you are. And have not been emptied from vessel to vessel, nor gone into captivity. Therefore, the taste remained in him. There is no change. He still tastes like Mad Dog 2020. Boy, I can't wait for that to get on the radio. <laughs> and his scent has not changed. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I shall send wine workers. I will tip him over and empty his vessels and break his bottles. Why? Because he's unwilling to change. Allow God by his spirit to pour you, to pour you, to pour you, specifically in your mind, to change the way that you think. If you're unwilling to change, he can come and tip your bottle over. Let me empty this. Close. Close. 
He'll come and spill you, break you. It's not because he doesn't love you. He does it because he loves you. Why? Because he wants you to smell like Jesus. He wants you to taste like Jesus. He's doing it because, hey, you're born again. Man, God wants to use you to reach a dying world. And the dying world doesn't need to see weird Christians. Dying world needs to see Jesus. They need to smell the right aroma of who Jesus really is. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be a Moab. Allow the Word and the Spirit to change you from the inside out. Amen? Stop with the stinking thinking. Let's turn that percentage of 70%. Let's lower that a whole lot. And we can only do that if we're intentional of thinking about what we're thinking about. Would you stand to your feet? It only took them one day to walk out of Egypt. We're out of here, man. One day. But it took them 40 years to get Egypt out of them. 40 years. They walked out of Egypt. That was like a new day. They went through the sea. That was water baptism. And then they were in a process for 40 years of being transformed, getting them ready to go in the promised land. We're in a process. You're born again if you know Jesus. But let me tell you right now, God wants to move you mentally. Amen? You with me? Will you be intentional? God, change the way that I think. God, by your word and your spirit. Amen? Would you bow your head? Every service so far, there's been people that have given their life to Christ, and I'm believing that for this service. Maybe, listen to me real good, no, no one looking around. I told you in the beginning of the sermon that God comes and he moves us out of darkness. He moves us spiritually out of darkness into his wonderful light. He moves us out of the kingdom of this world into his kingdom. He moves us from a place of unforgiveness to forgiven. He moves us from a place of judgment into a place of grace. And he does that all through Jesus Christ. Jesus came, he took on your sin so that you could have a relationship with God the Father. So that you could have a, a way to heaven. Do you know Jesus today? Does he live inside of you? Do you need to get right with Christ? If you're here today and either you've never known Jesus and you need to Receive him today. Today's your day. I promise you it's your day. Or you've walked away from Jesus and you need to begin the right this year right way in receiving, rededicating your life, renewing your vows to Jesus. Either one, you need to renew your vows to Christ or you need to meet him for the first time. We want to pray for you. Would you just raise your hand saying, that's me, J.O.? I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? I see that hand, sir. God bless you. Anyone else? We want to be able to pray for you in your rededication or re 
knowing Jesus for the first time. We also want to give you, put in your hand, that Bible that I was talking about that renews our mind. We also want to get to know you. So I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to come up here and pray with Don and Debbie and whoever else will join them. Those four or five, would you just step up? up and come walking up here so we can pray for you. I don't do that at all to embarrass you. I do it because it's, I think it solidifies as a decision that you're making and it just practically helps us to pray for you. Would you step out right now, those who raise their hand? God bless you guys. Love to pray for you other ones. Just want to be able to follow up on you and get your information. Anyone else? Let me say this, closing. You're here and you're a believer. But you're defeated. You're walking defeated because of what? mind struggling we'd love to pray for you today I think God does not want you to walk around depressed worried, fretting anxious, fearful I think he wants to grace in you and help you change the way that you think renew you if you need prayer in that area We'd love to pray for you. You can just step out. I like to give people the, the ability to step out and walk forward because when we close, and it gets kind of chaotic. But take the moment, get prayer. That's you. And you know what? Probably in your mind, you're thinking, man, if I go up there, people are going to think that I might be cuckoo. They, that's, that's, that's actually not what they will think. Because today, I don't preach... To you, I preach to me and all of us because we're all in this battle of transformation. Anyone need prayer in that area? God bless you. God bless you. Hey, y'all grab them if you would. Just God bless you guys. Let's pray. I'm going to close in prayer. Still would love to have those who raise their hand if you would like let me do this. Let me do this. It's not enough just to raise your hand. Listen to me. The Bible says this. Listen real good. Here's some good theology. If a man believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth, he shall be saved. It's not just about raising your hand, needing. I believe in the devil, but he's not my Lord. I believe in Jesus, and he's my Lord, he's my God, he's my Savior. So if you raise your hand right where you are, or maybe you didn't raise your hand and you need to get right with Christ, pray this prayer with me right now. Say this with me. Jesus, I see my need for you, and I ask you that you would forgive me of sin. Forgive me, wash over me. And today, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are the Lord. I confess you as my Lord and I ask you to come into my, my heart and life 
Thank you for saving me. And thank you for being my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.